Miracles still happen every day to ordinary people. The following are true stories of miraculous encounters that our listeners have called in, told with their own voices in their own words. We hope that these stories strengthen your faith in God, in His love for you, and in His mighty power. My name is Catherine, and I'm here sharing another miracle from God that happened in my life. As Christians, we know that God answers prayer, sometimes with a yes, sometimes with a no, or sometimes in his time. But there are times, perhaps not often in one's life, perhaps never, when a prayer is answered like a miracle, a direct answer that cannot be seen as anything other than a miraculous intervention by God. I had that happen to me in two direct answers, both concerning my father in the last two years of his life. My father, who believed there was something out there bigger than us, his words, but who was not a believer in the whole accept Christ as Savior thing. Then there came that time when my mom was disappearing into Alzheimer's and my dad was dealing with terminal bone cancer. Here's where the story begins. My father had a friend, Earl, who had worked for him at one time and who had become a preacher in his older years. My parents, who had never been churchgoers before, both attended Earl's church near where they lived for a short time, perhaps a year. And I was blessed that in one of my visits to my parents' home, I was with them at Earl's church when my mother went forward and accepted Christ. She had been what I believe was a head believer up to that point. What a blessing to be there that day. I know not what my father absorbed from that time of church attendance, for he didn't speak to me about it. I knew he respected Earl, but that's about it. Then my parents moved away to the coast. Then later, here was my father full of cancer. He hadn't seen Earl for years. So what could I do? I had never been able to convince my father about the need for Christ, about the truth of the Bible. So I prayed to God, please send Earl to see my father. If anyone can reach my dad for Christ, I believe it would be Earl. About two weeks later, my father called me. I'd usually only talked with my mother during phone calls, but she was no longer able to converse. And my father said to me, guess who came to visit? Earl came by. Oh, I said to myself, God's miracle. God hadn't just sent someone, but had sent Earl. But I didn't know what had come of the visit. That my father didn't share with me. My father died a year and a half later in September. I was there with him for the last three days of his life. I saw him reach toward the ceiling and say, Come, hurry, with tears in his eyes. I asked him if he thought Jesus was coming soon to take him home to be with mom who had died just six weeks earlier and he said I guess so not expressed with the emphasis on the word guess but on the word so yet I didn't know for sure about his belief or unbelief only later after my father's death did I receive word from Earl that my father had accepted Christ on that day from Earl that I prayed for and as a further affirmation God gave to me, before I heard from Earl, came another miraculous answer directly from the Lord. Although I knew my father didn't have much time left, I had had to leave for my home to return to my job before he passed away. I had stopped to stay overnight halfway home, and a dear Christian friend of mine came over to the motel to pray with me. 
We both prayed that if my father was a believer now, if he now belonged to Christ, then please, Lord, take him home right now as we were praying to end his suffering. We were praying at about 9.30 p.m. The next day I called my brother and asked if dad had passed away. He said yes. I asked him what time dad had passed. My brother answered, about 9.30 p.m. Hi, my name is Christine, and I have a miracle story to share. I've always loved whales ever since writing a report about them when I was in the sixth grade, and I longed to see one in my real life. Well, one day when I was about 30, I was visiting my grandparents who lived in Gold Beach, Oregon, right on the coast. My husband and our two young children were spending some time on the beach in this little cove area. The kids needed to take their naps or some such thing. And my husband volunteered to take them back to the house so I could stay on the beach longer. He knew I loved the beach. Well, I was enjoying my alone time and just walking back and forth along the shore and I began praying. I told God how much I would love to see a whale. And wouldn't that be just great if I could ever really see one in person today? Perhaps. Now, I know this sounds too good to be true, but that's what miracles are, right? Shortly after that prayer, I noticed something in the water, about 30 or 40 feet from shore. The cove must have been deeper than I thought because, to my amazement, the head of a humpback whale suddenly rose out of the water. I knew it was a humpback because I knew my whale, having written this report in sixth grade, you see. I am not exaggerating. To this day, I can still see it clearly in my memory. I felt a thrill like I've never felt before as the whale actually looked directly at me out of its eye, not once, but several times as it kept surfacing and diving, swimming around that cove for at least 30 minutes. I could see its eye focus on me every time it surfaced. That's how close it was. Then it would dive under and its tail would surface. I kept thanking God over and over again as tears streamed down my face. I wished my husband could see this, but there were no cell phones in that day and I couldn't call him but God performed another miracle as shortly thereafter my husband came back to pick me up and got to see the whale as well although not as closely as I did for by this time it was heading back out to sea I stared at the water watching the whale grow smaller and smaller in the distance as it slowly swam away it was an experience I will never forget and I am very grateful to God for blessing me with that wonderful miracle thank you Hey, it's Glenn King here. Um, I just want to share with you guys really quick uh, a quick story about uh, um, a friend of mine that um, just been struggling uh, with alcoholism and and just just struggling uh, family wise and and uh, he's not a believer and um, I worked with him for a couple of years and, and tried to get him to come to church and just basically just loved on him for a couple of years and um, but. As I started to walk in the power that God has uh, given me the authority to do, I started uh, I started figuring out what the keys were to unlock this power and lay hands on the sick and, and watch them get healed and you know signs and wonders and all that. And um, so I tried for a couple of years to get him to go to church and I mean just became really good friends with this guy and I just had met him you know at the beginning of this job so. Um, just a great guy, larger than life, has beautiful family, just an amazing guy. And uh, I was at church one night and we were talking about 
uh, we were in the study of Revelation and and it had nothing to do with all these things that I had been studying this week. And then at the end of the study, our pastor, he kind of jumped off of the topic and just totally touched on everything that I had been studying that week. So it was like massive confirmation that, you know, this is, this is, uh, just really grew my faith. And I just got so strong that night in the Lord, uh, as far as this, this topic is concerned. So I came home, um, it was 9:30 at night. My friend that, uh, that I'd worked with for a couple of years, he was here. He had borrowed something from me and he was returning it. And so he was, uh, he backed into the driveway. It was a car trailer. And, and, uh, so I was talking to him and I was so excited about this that I wanted to share it with him because my wife had prayed for my shoulder and it got healed of a horribly torn rotator cuff. So I was sharing that with him and he's not a complaining guy at all. And I didn't even know that he even had any problem with his foot. But he said, man, my foot's messed up. And I said, well, what'd you, what'd you do to your foot? And he said that, oh, I got pins and screws in it. I blew it up years ago and it just kills me. And, and, uh, we're, we, uh, we drive, uh, aggregate trucks. We haul dirt and rock and, and sand and that sort of thing and debris and whatever. And so his, actually his big truck was here. And so he's like, yeah, man, it just kills my foot to climb up in my truck. And I said, well, why don't you let me pray for it? And he said, well, whoa. Well, okay and you know like really i don't think he's really ever had anybody actually say hey yeah i want to pray for you and and actually do it right then and there so i just start i just begin to pray for his foot told him to, to relax and so i prayed for his foot and and uh he's look he after i was done i said well check it out see what it see what it feels like and so he looks at me kind of sideways with this look on his face and I mean, if you knew my buddy Jared, he is just an amazing guy, and he's just larger than a big old guy, and he's just looking at me like, well, wait a minute, something actually happened, and he's kind of moving around, and he's kind of baffled that, you know, something actually happened. So I, he said there was still pain in it, so I prayed again, and, and you know, I just came against this thing, you know, we have authority over it, so I just came against it, and and commanded it to leave. I commanded healing over it like God tells us to do. And he's just blown out of the water. He starts running around in the driveway and it's dark and it's, it's, oh, it's just the funniest thing. You know, it's just the coolest thing ever to see God work. And oh, it's just amazing. And so he's running around the driveway and he comes running back over to me and he's like, he's a big dude. He's like, maybe six two six three he's a big guy he comes over and grabs my shoulders and he kind of shakes me and goes w was that hypnotism <laughs> and, and i just laughed i said no man jesus man Je the power of god just landed on your foot the holy spirit just touched your life and healed your foot because he loves you and he wants to have a relationship with you he's and i'm thinking in my heart you know I'm just like, oh yeah, I'm gonna lead him to the Lord right here, right now. He's gonna get radically saved. He's gonna get born again. It's on. And uh, but he was just wrecked. I mean, he was wrecked. He ran around and was just emotionally. <laughs> he was just a wreck. So he left, and, and I was just like, oh, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. That's so amazing. And uh, the next day, you know, we joke around all the time. So the next day. He texts me in the middle of the day because I'm super eager to hear how his day is going and, and what's going on. And, and he texts me about midday and he says the pain came back and and uh, I, I know I know his character so I know he's 
he's just busting my chops kind of thing, you know? So I said, whatever. And he said, no, really, it's gone. The pain is gone. It's healed. And, and uh, so I'm just so eager. I said, I know it is, man. I know it is. Jesus loves you. And so he calls me that night and he's sitting around the living room with his family. He's got a couple teenage kids and a baby. He's just an amazing guy. I love the guy to death. And he's sitting around his living room with his family talking about Jesus talking about the Lord and this is not something that has ever happened I'm sure and and uh, he he said man this you know I can't remember exactly what we talked about but he he was saying something to the to the effect that he he is a believer now and, and I said what do you mean they said you'd never believed before and he said well no not really I mean I believe in something but I've never experienced anything like this now I man it's Jesus and uh, so I talked to him some more about it and and uh, now he he's uh, you know he's a believer now I, I mean he I this is how God works this is how you know the Word of God says that the, the Bible says that the Word of God is power to the believer not to the unbeliever so if the Word of God is the Word of God is power to the believer and how does this power work? This power is supposed to be manifested in us and it's supposed to come out of us like rivers of of life. And we're supposed to do this and this is how we're supposed to get through. I've been talking to this guy for two years about going to church and about the Lord and about you know, all the amazing the amazing life that we have when when we give our life to the Lord and but it was all just words to him. It wasn't powerful. But when the power of God landed on him, that's what made the change. That's what that's what did it. And, and that's what we're called to do. So I hope this made sense. I kind of tend to ramble a little bit. So I get excited about this stuff. And so I hope it helped. I love you guys. I care about you guys. Have a great day. It was about nine years ago when my father was in the hospital and I spent a week there with my family watching over him and he passed away at the end of the week and a couple of days later we had um, the funeral and everything and that whole week I was just feeling so much exhaustion and I had a headache that was like no headache I'd had before. It was very intense and I just kind of tried to power through it because we had so much we had to do with the funeral and everything. And I knew at the end of the week, my daughter was graduating high school and we had to get through that too. After the graduation, I went and laid down when I got home. I remember laying across the bed and I started to dream, but almost instantly, I felt like I was encapsulated into a egg. Everything I saw was pure white. The floor, the ceiling, everything had turned so white. I couldn't tell where the floor or wall, anything was. It was just all encompassing. And I remember I started to walk and I was looking around and I thought to myself, you know, I've had near-death experiences before, and but this felt so different. I've never gone that far within any of my experiences that I've had previously. So I kind of just like was in shock and I, I just looked around but then 
in the distance, I could see something coming toward me. And as I walked, I felt at peace. And I thought about my family. And I thought about, you know, how they would be okay when I was gone. And I was okay. I was okay and they were going to be okay. And I knew that. The closer I walked toward what was coming toward me, I could see um, a group of almost men, but they were different. I couldn't see their faces. And they were in the shape like birds flying in a V shape. There was a clear leader. I could feel it that the one in front was so authoritative. I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt who he was. It was Jesus. And I just, I moved faster toward him and he, they came toward me a little faster. And I, I could look down and see that they were wearing different types of robes. Some had different styles on, some had sandals on, some didn't have sandals on. And and they were different lengths of their robes. And I remember feeling such authority and peace and knowing there was a, a knowing that these people were my family. They were connected to me. And I just was basking in it. And I wanted so bad to look at the faces, but it was being, felt like it was being withheld from me. And I thought to myself, you know, I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to go with them. And all of a sudden, my dad, who had passed, came out from behind Jesus, and he stepped up to me, and I knew it was him. I knew it instantly that it was him, that he was younger, and he was probably in his late 20s, early 30s, and he was so healthy and, and just radiant, and he had his robe on, and he looked up at me, and he shook his finger like he did when we were kids and we had done something that was annoying or wasn't supposed to do. He shook his finger and he told me, it's not your time, go back. That was so hard. I, I wanted to argue, but then he reached up his hand and he touched my forehead and I felt myself pull back and go backwards and backwards and backwards. And then next thing I know, I was in my body and I... I knew I was in trouble. I, I knew I, I had a, a heat stroke, and I, whatever was trying to come out of my mouth was was making sense in my head, but it wasn't coming out any sense to anyone else. And I was trying to make my way down the hall to get to my husband, and I got his attention. I fell back on the bed. I, I was stumbling around. I, I couldn't, I couldn't talk. It took several months of healing through that to all be okay. I was left with the feeling of how much peace and how things of this life didn't matter the way they did before. Things that were a big deal just aren't. When you're in this presence, it's just peace and contentment. And for months, that's all I wanted was to go back to that peace. So after a while, I did heal and a little while after that, I began to heal emotionally from my father and everything that had happened and being so close, so close to Jesus and my family that had gone on, it left a mark on me. And I'm I'm glad that I came back because I have an extended family now. I have a lot of grandkids, more on the way. I'm glad he gave me a chance to come back 
but I will never forget being in that presence. It's as clear to me today as it was nine years ago when it happened, and I'm grateful and I'm thankful for that. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please follow Redeemed Recordings on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and tell a friend. You can also leave a review on your podcast app to help others find the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode. If you have a story that you'd like to share, please visit redeemedrecordings.com encountered to find out how you can share your story on a future episode. While we can't personally verify every miraculous story, we trust God to safeguard us from imposters. Every day, God is working miracles in the lives of ordinary people. And while some might dismiss these events as luck or coincidence, we know God is in control. We hope you'll tune in next week for more amazing true stories of spiritual encounters. This is a Redeemed Recordings production. Copyright Redeemed Recordings 2020. Find more ritual content at redeemedrecordings.com. Thank you.